0: it is a high school student that is wondering uh, which college do I go to or is college even for me, if it's a college student thinking about like where the heck am I going to get my first job or how do I get an internship work experience, uh, or if it's a young professional, uh, a seasoned veteran professional, um, you know the, the, the same questions are coming into these people's heads. Uh, what's next for me? What do I need to know in order to get there and who can help me get there?
1: What's going on, Positive Input Podcast? it's your boy Jeff VK. E. I'm here with Nick Urso. What's good? Today we're sitting down with Joe Peschel. Um, and I'm really excited actually to chat with Joe today. I, you know, connected with Joe fortunately through Nathan Bubby Brown, who was an episode or a guest on a previous episode. And you know, we're really gonna dive in on Joe's background today. And Joe is a really a specialist in you know talent development, entrepreneurship, innovation, and just building networks in general. So I want to open up the mic today to Joe and kind of let him tell his story. Um, about how he got his space in Milwaukee and what he plans on doing in the future. So, Joe, it's a pleasure to have you. Jeff,
0: Nick, guys, this is awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled to be on this podcast and uh, happy to
1: share any and all stories I possibly can. Uh, so, yeah. Let's dive right in. And uh, like I said, why don't you kind of talk about how you even got yourself into um, what you do now and writing the comments and stuff. Totally, yeah. So,
0: uh, I'll, I'll go back to kind of the... The earlier days. Um, this is the prequel uh, a movie. In, in, okay, <laughs> So uh, I, I went to, to school, um, college. Uh, I was at Marquette and Mayad. I was doing both of those at the same time. I was getting my advertising degree at Marquette, my design degree over at Mayad, uh, and kind of doing the academic collaboration thing before it was really like, cool. Trendy. Um, and so I was getting that degree and I graduated. And I'm like, you know what? My portfolio is not done. I want to get this you know, job in creative advertising. I uh, need to hone that in a little bit further. So I went to the Miami Ad School for my, uh, to complete my portfolio and get more work experience. And so I was in the Minneapolis school for about nine months. And then uh, they have an interesting program where every quarter they send you around to a different sister school, and they've got them all over the world. So I was in Hamburg, Germany, for for a while, and then I was in Boulder, Colorado, for a bit. Um, and while I was in Boulder, it was uh, I was placed at basically the premier ad agency, creative ad agency in the world, uh, Crispin Porter and Bogusky. And uh, you know, I saw what it was like working there, and it was uh, they do some incredible work. It was it was awesome. Uh, really opened my eyes. Wasn't necessarily the right type of fit I was looking for for the type of work I wanted to do, um, but like gave me a great experience. And so after that, I was like, you know what. I think my portfolio is in a really good spot. Um, I'm good to go on all of this and uh, started taking some of those job offers. And so I, I, I came back and I, I did that classic millennial thing. And I lived with my parents for a little bit uh, while I was finishing my portfolio, taking these interviews. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I went down to Chicago and took an interview at one of these tall buildings and uh, went up to the top floor and was like, all right, let's, let's do this. And had the interview, met the copywriter I'd be working with, the account I'd be working on. Uh, politely declined the the offer and was like, you know what, this is really not for me. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, oh, I just messed up for the last like five and a half years. <laughs> uh, but and I'll get into where this turns into a real story. Uh, but after that interview, I went downstairs into a Starbucks on the first floor of that same building and had another uh, meeting lined up with a woman that had also uh, left Miami at school to pursue some of her own stuff. And she was like. Yeah, I heard you left, I uh, wanted to make this connection and I know how to code, you know how to design, my friend needs a blog made, do you want $200?" And I was like, I'm jobless, yeah, that is great, uh, I'm all about that. So uh, made a little bit of scratch and it worked out pretty well and she was like, hey, got another referral, do you want to do this again? Alright, let's keep on going. And we got another referral, another one after that and all of a sudden kind of found ourselves with a client list and running an agency. Uh, so from there, um, we turned it into a real company and called it Polymathic, it was, it was based out of Chicago. We were a uh, kind of like a tech team for hire, specifically we found our niche in uh, web startups. And so we were working with entrepreneurs that had a great idea, all the right connections, the resources put together, the industry insight, they just couldn't build the technology themselves. So we did that for them and we did it in a way that brought the whole startup mentality to the table. How can we test things out? How can we iterate? How can we learn and, and progress forward through all that? Uh, and you know, I was doing this, I was doing all the business development. I was still living up here and and doing business development for the company, uh, working on growing all of that. Had to do a lot of networking through all of that, um, and was kind of getting sick and doing the drive. Uh, that that was sort of weighing down on me. And uh, I also had met a nice woman up here, so I'm like, oh, I kind of want to be up here a little bit more, that sort of thing, and. Uh, <laughs> you know the classic story. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a couple of movies off of that. Um, so uh, I was like there's got to be there's got to be something up here and was really looking for that type of group that was meaning uh, like the ones that we saw down in Chicago. and honestly, it was kind of tough to find that uh, mm-hmm. until one magic evening where it was like I was at an event and and there it was, like here were my people uh, and after the event wrapped up, uh, kind of looked down the the group here and um, down the road that we were all sitting in. It was like, hey, we should go grab a beer. And so, you know, the, the, the classic networking thing. We're like, hey, let's go grab a drink and, and talk a little bit more. And, uh, you know, from that, we we said this was fun. We should do this again. And then we did it again. Then we did it again. We invited some more people to the table and and eventually turned it into uh, Startup Milwaukee as an organization. So uh, Startup Milwaukee became uh, really the, the area's uh, entrepreneurial networking organization. Uh, Through, what is it, like the past eight years or so, uh, we've been hosting showcase events, networking events, uh, we've done hackathons, we've done internship and mentorship programs. Uh, and as uh, the group of us had, like, really been growing up that organization and bringing more people into the fold, uh, it was inspiring. I mean, you really saw the the fabric of this community come together and meet one another and and draw upon one another's energy to to do new things. Uh, That was, it especially resonated with me when we saw student young talent come, come through, and they would come to our event and be like, this was amazing. Like, I didn't know this existed here. And uh, they showed up at the next one. They showed up at the next one. They were all of a sudden running their own side hustle. They were like, hey, I just got hired as an intern, like the first intern for this new tech company. And I'm like, this is amazing. This was the uh, momentum builder in our, in our community. Uh, this was kind of like that, that real driver. So we're like, there's got to be something of like, real strategic value that we can offer these, these students. Uh, so that's kind of where this concept for the commons uh, hatched up. And it wasn't, it wasn't just on the entrepreneurial side, uh, very, uh, in it, like this moment of opportunity, this, uh, we call it an emergent moment in time. We were able to take uh, some, some real trends that were happening across academia and across the corporate world as well and kind of bring that into the mix. And so people-wise, it was uh, uh, Chancellor Mike Lovell over at UWM. He made the move over to Marquette to become the president of Marquette. And his number two at UWM, who was in charge of all of the entrepreneurship and innovation work, uh, left UWM to become the executive director at Innovation in Milwaukee, which is a program under Greater Milwaukee Committee, uh, and it was bringing together all the local corporate uh, folks that have innovation at their core. And it was like this great confluence of people, and at the right moment of time, we brought together all these networks and said, "What if we crafted a way for students to become more?" engaged and have easier access into the entrepreneurial and innovation communities here in town. Uh, Everyone finds the work to be interesting and exciting and and, you know brings a new type of passion and energy to the table Uh, and so if students had more access and visibility into that type of work our hypothesis is that they could get connected and into internships and jobs but more importantly, just gain a deeper appreciation, a new perception, of what happened for what happens in this region, uh, with the the possibility for their work and career. That leads to talent retention. All right. So if we can keep more of these creative problem solvers and awesome motivated thinkers here, we're going to have a new type of economic prosperity in front of us. Mm-hmm. So we took like you know what is entrepreneurship and innovation, use that kind of as a vehicle for a great experience. And then turned it into like the systems level change and this culture shift uh, around creative problem solving and, and new talent systems. I think I took that way too long. Oh, like the Lord yeah. of the Rings extended version of the movie I was describing earlier. That was, but, no, like, that <laughs> was
2: exactly. I think just the whole bringing everything together in that specific way, it's, it's like honestly mind blowing. That's a really cool creative approach at creating like a culture like that yeah and
1: like like based on like the conversation you know that we had earlier today you know it's it's one of those things where it kind of just fell into that you know you didn't have any plans to do that and like i know that's something that nick and i resonated really well is like we went to school to be engineers it's like we don't do that like you know i had that same feeling as did him as did you like that i just messed up in the last five years you know and so it's like you do find yourself in that space where you're like did I mess up? Or is this a, this a different opportunity? Is this just me showing me a different path? Yes. You just got to find a way to pave that path and get you where you actually want to go. Yeah. So that's that's like a
0: concept that's uh, been kicking around in my head for, for a while now is this, this concept that like, yeah, you can try as hard as you want to plan out your future. To say, these are the things that I'm going to do to get to that next stage, to get to that next stage. The unfortunate reality is that the only option forward when you do that sort of planning is failure it just we all know like the practical selves we all know that that is not going to work out as according to plan but when you're driven when you're motivated when you're ready to take new experiences and go all out on them you know that when you look back on that sort of stuff you're like oh yeah that's how I got to that step that's how I got to that step. that's how I got to the next step it all makes sense as as growth forward Um, so that's just something that like I know a lot of students that we work with, they're they're trying their best to plan things out and they're asking us, like, what should I do next? And our best answer is to just say yes to new things, find cool people, try interesting stuff, and see where it takes you. Knowing that you can always, like, back out of something and, you know, politely pull away from something if it really isn't working out for you. But... If you got great people around you and you're excited about the type of work that you can do and you can try new things and grow from that, there's, there's only positive momentum forward. And that's, like a really, that's a really important thing to keep in the back of your head uh, as you're thinking about
1: like, where is this crazy world taking because <laughs> yeah, we don't know. And I think that you know, it comes back down to like theory. You know, you have like this theory of where things are going to go or where things should go. But that's all, again, is the word theory. It's yeah. all a theory, man. It's all up in the air until you actually put in the time and the effort to actually do it and then see if it's a good fit. Yeah, when we,
0: uh, so with the commons, we engage with uh, companies of all sizes, all different industries. And, uh, you know, we bring students into the mix to help them Uh, address large open-ended innovation challenges and areas of opportunity for new market growth or product growth or, you know, business growth in general. And when we sit down with a company to kind of do those first informational, like, get to know you, hey, what is is it that you do type meetings, uh, the first thing, what we start off with is we ask everyone at the table... What you graduated with, your, your major, your, your degree that you graduated with, uh, are you still doing that thing that you got? Right. <laughs> and, like, basically about 80% of the time, it's, no, I graduated with a marketing degree and here I am as a director of human resources. Sure. No, I graduated with an engineering degree and here I am, like, leading, uh, you know, the, the IT staffing or, like, you know, like, okay. it just everyone has found this different pathway. Yeah. And we go, that's what we help with. Mm -hmm. We help with the fact that like you might have this set of skills coming out of school and you probably had this concept in your mind that you were in this now narrow like thing that you had to do. And then as soon as you're dropped into the real world, that is like, oh, I can I can take however I think or all the different interests that I have and explore them in a multitude of different ways and find myself on different paths every single day forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
1: every single skill set has just translated over so many different things. You know, yeah. Just because you went to school for marketing doesn't mean you can't do HR stuff like you said, or because you went to school for engineering doesn't mean we can't do marketing stuff. You know, It all just
2: kind of translates to what you're good at, yep. something that you enjoy doing at the same time. I think it's more about just continuously improving yourself, You mm-hmm. know, no matter what that lane be. It doesn't need to be necessarily a degree. It's yeah. just a skill set that you're you know, putting your time into and becoming an expert at absolutely. I
0: I firmly believe that as we look into the future and how talent is being assessed and uh, you know selected to fill job positions, and so I'm, right now I'm looking in the crystal ball of the
2: future. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> when
0: I look into how HR and and those uh, practices might shift. Uh, I firmly believe that the hard skills, the technical skills, uh, while important to perform certain tasks, it's actually going to come down to learnability. Uh, How how able are we as a, a person, how able are we to learn on demand at the moment that we need to know that thing and successfully perform it in an environment working alongside other people? Uh, being creative about the solutions that we're pursuing, um, and being able to communicate effectively with one another, uh, think critically. You know, like these are the these are the real skills that we will be assessed on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, when you think about how you um, may have referrals or recommendations from people to uh, uh, to meet someone or to get a new job, if you're if you're in that position, think about the things that people say about you. It's like, oh yeah, that, that person's driven, they will work hard, they will learn everything they need to. It's not like, oh yeah, they know JavaScript and they know like this You're type right? of math and yeah, whatever. Yeah, that guy is super
1: <laughs> good at calculus, like you don't hear that. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy is a calculus wizard. I would hire him in a second, yeah. but it's like, that, no, you don't hear that. That's actually such a good point too right. because I never really like, thought about that. Like. When I describe maker yourself, I'm not going to talk about like what you're with the school for. I'm going to talk about your personality. I'm going to talk about what I know from our relationship with each other. Absolutely, that's so that's so accurate. Yeah, Manpower
0: Group just uh, I think is last year or the year before came out with this really cool study about the learnability quotient. Mm-hmm. So you can have your IQ, but you can also have your LQ. And uh, and I, I really I, I subscribe to that type of uh, forward thinking as to, you know how it is that we're going to be. Uh, uh, viewed as effective workers. Um, there's also the EQ, the emotional encroaching emotion, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, so there's a lot of really interesting ways that we're kind of diving into the, the psychology of, of how people work and how they learn and best fit for all of that. And I think the way that's the way the world of work is going to, to be going yeah.
1: really quickly. I think so too. And I think just going to school, you know, I was talking about this. It's like, you know, I didn't, we didn't go to school to be an engineer to work in a corporate engineer with the school to be a good problem solver. You yeah. want the school to be a good learner. You want the school to be able to like adapt to things very quickly and be able to provide the value that you have internally in those spaces. Yeah.
0: School's like, great for that. I yeah, think it's a sure. sense of
2: commitment. It, what is. it really is. You know, you you commit to something and that's what I think that's 100% what matters all the time. You know, like, you can make money being the best, like, hula hooper or whatever it is. You know, like, there you can literally do some crazy outlandish stuff and, like, make a living off of it it's just like how committed it how committed are you you know
0: I love that uh something I've been like I don't know always kind of in the back of my head pursuing and I I, this thought goes through my mind as somebody may ask me if I want to try something uh is I want to collect stories I think when I you know when I like fast forward into the future and I'm like you know 80,000 years old uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I fast forward in the future and I'm I'm eighty 80,000 years old and uh and I I, I, I want to be able to look back and be like look at all these like weird things that I did I, I did weird things with weird people yeah. and uh and and collected these stories and so heck yeah I'm gonna learn how to juggle I mean like heck yeah I'm gonna do a a weird ultra trek in the snow over the kettle of rain with my friend on a whim. Like we didn't train at all for this thing, but we packed some frozen pizza into our backpack and just like, hiked it for 36 miles. <laughs> we nearly died, like, you know, yeah. but but these are the stories that I want to collect, and yeah. um, and I, I just really enjoy that type of mentality.
1: And that's what it's all about. It's the experiences and the memories that you're gonna remember anyway. Yeah. So it's like, try that outlandish stuff, because that's what's gonna stick out in your mind, not the time you're following the path, you yeah. know, and just do the stuff that stands out. It's gonna get you out of your comfort zone.
0: It's gonna make you more comfortable being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which is a mantra I subscribe to. Uh, yeah. And it kind of builds up your tolerance for, for that awkwardness and for that unknown and, and the uh, the ambiguity that comes along with
1: something you've never tried before. Mm-hmm. completely agree. So, kind of, let's take a step back. Actually, I want to ask some questions about, like, you know, when you were going to school to, for like, did you go to school for web development? Is that what you went for? Not development, Not but, development. but more design. More design, yeah. okay. Did you have any interest in entrepreneurship at that time or anything in that space at the time or was it just something that came later? Dude, I didn't even know how to spell entrepreneur. I think you can you can officially say that you're an entrepreneur
0: once you know how to spell the word and, and do it pretty confidently. Um, that only became true maybe like two years ago. Uh, for, um, but no, what's funny is, so my dad, uh, for as long as I've known him, my dad has uh, uh, always ran his own business. Um, so it was the year I was born, he started... Uh, his own company. And so I've only ever known that entrepreneurial lifestyle as exemplified by my parents. Um, my mom ran all of the company operation stuff and my dad did all the work and went out you know, every day and, and he worked hard. Like that was, it was always a, a point of inspiration and, and motivation for me. And I, I learned so much about uh, work ethic from him. But it wasn't until I was all of a sudden running my own agency that I was like, "Wait, I'm doing that same thing. That like like I'm out on my own, yeah. taking care of my myself as best as I can." Uh, real talk, my first year, like I just cleared five figures. Five figures, okay. That's like ten thousand dollars talking about here. I just cleared te- uh, five figures on my tax return for my first year of running that company, and the government was like, "Y'all okay? Y- you good?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm good. I can do this. I'm fine." I got a good friend that's letting me like squat in his house uh, as long as I cook meals for him and like uh, paint the walls and like do that. Um, but anyway, like, <laughs> I all of a sudden found myself running this company and thinking to myself like oh, yeah, that's that's exactly the, the thing that I grew up with, and it shouldn't come as much of a surprise to me. Um, and we hear stats on that. Like uh, children of, of, of people that run their own companies are more likely to take that sort of path forward because they have an example to point to that, you know, say, they did it, I can do it, and that's kind of what we need to see more of and the, the real value and benefit that we see out of Entrepreneurial communities, highlighting and showcasing what they do, is it provides that example. And you can see that person was able to do this. I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to try that as well. Uh, and that's exactly why we we're always pushing uh, with the commons to to have more of those people acting as uh, as that that spotlight that that you know person on. I mean. Sometimes you say it's bad to like put people on a pedestal, but we need that. We need to see those examples in the community, and we need to see diverse examples of that in the community. We need to see young entrepreneurs crushing it. We need to see old entrepreneurs. We need to see uh, veterans. We need to see people of color. We need to see people of different genders and, and every, everything, you know, everyone uh, providing that example for people. And then we really get to see a vibrant ecosystem of, of risk-takers and uh, support and all of that around around
1: I, I can uh, I can feel your energy in like the networks that you, you bring like yeah. you I really love the network piece of what you do I can like feel that energy and like that that's how we're even having this conversation right now It's through just mutual entrepreneurship mentoring or mentoring networking rather yeah. and that's why that's pretty awesome though and I completely agree that you need to have people like even like people like Nathan, Nathan, Bobby Brown, sixteen year old. Like we need people like him too because he's an inspiration for me, and I'm 25. You know what I mean? So it's like just having people that are like minded and bring them together, and good things will happen. I so I got a I got a coffee with Nathan.
0: First of all, it's just like weird to have a 16 year old be like, "Hey, can we meet for coffee?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's amazing." <laughs> that's so yeah. uh, I that you you have no idea how seldom that happens. Um, from some from somebody of your age to uh, have the self awareness and drive, and uh, just professional like know how to send that email, or oh, he didn't even send an email. He messaged me over LinkedIn, yeah. uh, which again, just like, okay, you have a LinkedIn profile, like, yeah. and it's complete, and you have a nice picture, and like all that sort of stuff. Like, this is legit. Uh, so I, I sat down with him for coffee, and I was. Honestly, I was just pissed. I'm like, dude, you are just so much more set than I ever was at your age. <laughs> uh, you are doing all the right steps, and, like, you're going to be good. You're going to be real good.
1: Uh, and so, yeah, can not agree more. No, when I, like I said, when I was 16, man, I was trying to figure out how to drive a car. This kid's trying to figure out how to run a business. Yeah, I guess that was my main concern. Yeah, I like am I going
2: to crash? Are we going to get this done? Or yeah. I'm like, you know, we going to figure it out here? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely wild, man. So I guess, like, with networking, is there any, like, are there any things that you push your, I guess, students, per se, to do? Or, like, is there any, like, I don't know, strategies around getting people out into just networking? Yeah, totally. Networking, uh, people hate networking. For sure. It is a very intimidating word.
0: It is a very, uh, op- it can be very awkward. Um, people make it more awkward than it needs to be because there's a lot, of, a lot of pressure built up around it. There's a lot of expectations set around it. Um, and, and we've all been in situations where it, there's been some, you know, like scummy networking where you're just like making it rain with business cards sort of thing. Like no one wants that. Um, so, yeah, networking can be tough. And, and we, we want students and, and young talent to be more comfortable with it. We want them to understand that it doesn't need to, to be such a terrible process. Uh, so a couple of tips that we give for, for networking. Um, number one is that you don't have to be interesting. I think a lot of people are worried about what story they tell. And, and what they're going to leave as an impression. And so rather than being interesting, it's more valuable to just be interested. And so when you're doing networking, find people, ask them questions. That's the easiest thing in the world. You know, like, like ask some people some, some questions about themselves. People love talking about themselves. They love sharing stories. And the more you ask questions, the better you'll get at asking good questions. So think about your, your great late-night talk show hosts, you know, your Conan O'Briens, they ask one really great question and 10 minutes later the audience is still laughing, the actor or celebrity or whatever is like still going on about this story. You get real insight from people by asking good questions. Mm-hmm. But it's just stories from their past um, and, and digging into what it is that they do, what they love about the job that they do, what they don't love about the job that they do, Uh, You know, if you want to keep it focused around work, um, there's a lot of stories that people will share with you. So interested is more valuable than being interesting. And you can, when you learn stories about people, you can flip that around then and start to add your own commentary and flavor to that and how it relates back to you. And now you're leaving them with something. Mm -hmm. When people talk about themselves, they feel real good. I feel real good right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, appreciate, appreciate. Yeah. Uh, uh, so when people talk about themselves, they feel real good, and then you can add your own bit in there, and now i 'm like i 'm drawing that connection i 'm feeling yeah. that' we at the common ground exactly, yeah. exactly. so if you find networking intimidating, ask other people 's stories and then you can just reply and react to that and add yeah. your own bit uh, and those stories that that you share again uh, that 's what 's sticky that 's what people are going to walk away with. That's exactly what gives you a good follow-up email. Hey, we had that conversation about that thing or like I'm that guy that had that story you're like that's or just a little connection yeah, that's yeah. good stuff that's good stuff uh, and even better is if you can like you know share uh, I don't know an article that you found or a book that you know has that sort of subject matter to it, and now you're adding value to that relationship. Uh, And I I also hit on that word relationship. Um, Networking is not about getting you contacts and connections, like building up your LinkedIn following. Okay, cool. But do you really know any of those people? Can they ever vouch for you? Is it like an actual relationship? For sure. If they had to recommend you, would they actually know what to say? You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's what you're always going after. It's better to have a smaller group of people that you have an actual relationship with than a large group of connections that are just out there.
2: Exactly right. Narrow and deep, yeah. Instead of you know, shallow and wide. Exactly. So I mean, just hearing you talk about that, you have more of a strategy around following up and that building a relationship and maintaining it. So you know, that's one of the things that you suggest is, you know, I know Jeff likes cars, so. When I see some sort of car value adding content, shoot at Jeff's way just to keep that connection going. Is yeah, there yeah. any, is there any other like follow up strategies that you go about doing? Well,
1: first, did you see the new Tesla Roadster two? That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, everything that they do is the same. Oh yeah, fully. Elon cool. is just crazy but amazing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> pushing, pushing the world. He's man. pushing the limits, but he along the way he sees it as just like. Everything that we're doing right now is the worst we could possibly be doing. It. You know what I mean? Like cars yeah. polluting the earth, ozone, whether we like it or not. I mean, it's getting destroyed. So he's like, let's change it. Yeah. You know, when we were trading, you know, when we were trading cash. Uh, excuse me, trading cash to each other. He's like, let's do PayPal. Yeah. You know, let's go to the moon. You know, like, I don't want to die for you, Let's go to the moon. Like, yeah. Crazy. Change the entire system. Yeah, like change the whole, like, yeah, like the whole macro. Like, let's not focus on the little, let's just focus on what every single one person is doing and let's try and change that.
0: Yep. I think what I appreciate the most out of that type of thinking is whether or not it works, it inspires people to start thinking like that.
1: Same. That's exactly how I look at it, too.
0: If that guy went from everyone laughing at him to Mm -hmm. pushing out 500,000 cars in the last couple of years, there's something there. And maybe it'll crash and burn and, like, it
1: won't work. It's, but there's it's, something that just happened. Exactly. Even if it were to work you know, a tenth of what he wanted it to work, it still, showed, it still proves concept. And now you have all these other big manufacturers that have been producing cars since cars came around taking that approach. Because they know it's practical. They know the market bought it. And they know in the back of their minds that it's better for the earth, you know, mm-hmm. whether they want to admit it publicly or not. So it's like, like you said, it gets people moving in that
2: direction, which is huge. I mean, you even have Harley over here building electric motorcycles. Like, that's crazy. They're, you know, they're the big beast, you know, big Tough and Rumble kind of motorcycles. And now they're even getting on doing electric. Yeah. Like, that just changes mindset, you know.
0: Exactly. And for as tough as, uh, as an Outlook is where you're building motorcycles and they're loud and, you know, that sort of, culture is maybe not on a growth curve right now. You innovate, you create new products that do meet market demands, and they're gonna be hiring. That's like that's the way it's gonna be uh, for, for companies as they think about innovation in the future. We totally got off uh, the, the actual oh, question. Yeah, 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 no, no it's just, still no. good combo though. I love yeah. this, I love yeah. it. Uh, but you asked the question, other strategies for Just maintain, like maintaining a relationship, yeah. I guess. Maintaining a yeah. relationship. Uh, I think one um, really important tactic for not only maintaining a relationship but providing new value uh, to build upon the entire network is finding ways to connect people to other, uh, other
2: people. Connected, like right? that's
0: probably the easiest thing that we can do that has like a 10x multiplier of value. It's just like, it is, the return on the investment is so great. Uh, and if, if every single person listening to this right now were to very simply connect one person to another person, Jeff, I think you should know Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, like,
1: everything just got right. insanely And then more. when I find someone, I'm going to immediately think of Joe because Joe connected me to someone. You know? So right. I'm just going to try to reciprocate that back yeah. to you. you know? right. And that's exactly right because it's like I would, network is key. Like I 100% believe that if you're a good communicator and you know how to build a relationship, you can be successful in anything that you like to do. Because yeah. people are the answer to anything, no yeah. matter
0: what. I think the, the missing components with that, um, and this might come down to a little bit of our Midwest nice culture, uh, is it can feel almost too selfish to us to be forward and state what we're seeking. Okay, like, what do I need, right? Like, be selfish for a moment and think, what do I need? It is actually okay, and if, if everyone needs like a free pass on this, it's okay to tell people what you're looking for. I wouldn't lead with that. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would end with that type of conversation. And so let's pretend, again, we're doing that networking thing. Uh, be more interested than interesting. So I just asked you for a bunch of stories and you provided some of those stories. You're feeling great uh, because you just got to talk about yourself for a while. I add my own flavor onto that. Oh, that was really interesting. I also experienced this or it's kind of like that thing. Um, it's okay for at the end of this conversation me to go. So just so you know, I appreciate this conversation. I'm going to follow up with you. Uh, I want you to know that like if you know anyone that's looking for this sort of thing, I'm interested in getting into PR and, and corporate communications, right. Right. Uh, and I'm looking to do that at, you know at a, at a large scale company. And now you know, and that's great. Right. You know, like name that of someone,
1: And more importantly, they got to know you first, so now they're open to helping you out. Yeah, yeah.
0: and. Uh, yeah, so you, you might meet someone a couple weeks later, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm really looking for that person, in, like PR." And ding, ding, ding. Hey, Joe said that a couple Joe's weeks ago, and now you can make that connection. Yeah. Like, that's the only way that it, it really all works. Because um, mm. I'm not just going to pluck it out of thin air.
2: For you know, sure. Like, no. You know? I mean, that's like honestly, it's the same with marketing. Like, right. you got to have your clear call to action. You can't expect totally. the other. You can't expect the other person to know exactly what you need without totally. you actually putting it out there. Provide that value front and that call to action comes actually pretty smooth, believe it or not, too. And totally, that's something that I like like
1: thought about a lot too. Is you know when people think of like networking, especially like you know when I was going to school to be engineer and stuff like that, and I thought of networking. I thought of sales pitches. I thought I need to go to this event. And yeah, everyone I see is smooth as everybody, you know, like it or not. And if they, if I'm not pitching to them, if I'm passing by, I'm throwing them a card. You know yeah. what I mean? Now. I don't even bring business cards because number one, you're gonna put it in a pile with all the other business cards and never look at it again. And number two, I'm prioritizing the relationship, so it's like if I go and just pitch, that's not gonna go so hot. But if I go and get to know Nick or I get to go to you, Joe, by just talking to you, by the end of our conversation, if it flows right, you're already gonna know what I do by default. Yeah. You know, so it's like don't lead with that, but let it flow. You know. Couldn't agree more. It's been about a year now.
0: I think my my task. Uh, and my task manager says it's 11 months overdue. Uh, 11 months ago, I, I was supposed to print off new business cards, and I have not. Uh, so for 11 months, when people have asked me, hey, do you have a business card? I, I tap my pockets, and I'm like, you know, I just gave out my last one a couple days ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I can take yours right now and send you an email immediately. Or, like, I just handed my phone. I was like, type in your email. I'll send
2: you LinkedIn something right or something, now. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's... Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell
1: anyone. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I understand that too. Actually, one thing that, weirdly enough, that him and I have been doing, we have like this digital business card. And you actually oh. scan it on like, your, your, like a Facebook code. And so basically, what it does is literally like a messenger code. Oh, cool. And you scan it and it's able to show it. So if I scan Nick's, it'll show like all his social profiles, yeah. like business, social
2: profiles, like podcasts. So it's kind of like all in one, but it's more so like a way to stand out. You know, That's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, networking, just getting to collect a bunch of business cards and calling it a day. Maybe I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, extend out different uh, in- invites to different events and just, like you said, go grab a drink and get to know people even more. Right. That's awesome. So, I want to talk about a little bit here, you know, we've got about 10 minutes left in this show here. I want to talk to you
1: about um, the future, A big future guy. Let's yeah. talk about... You know, with the commons now, and you've seen a lot of success with that, but where do you want to see yourself going? I know we talk about not planning. We don't want to plan like crazy, mm-hmm. but if Joe had to guess where Joe was going to take this within the city, with outside the city, what would your thoughts on all that be, and where you plan on taking not only yourself, but also the networking space in Milwaukee?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so I'll talk about, about networks. Um, so with the commons, we see our growth really coming with the, uh, and and honing in on the side of like building talent networks and doing it at a regional level, all right? So going beyond what we consider the confines of the university or a company or even a city or a county but really extending it to to be much more fuzzy than that. Uh, It is an interesting thing to think about what we consider competition. You know, like you'll you'll see cities fighting for talent with the city right next door. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that is not a win for for the region as a whole. Uh, when when we're competing at that sort of level, uh, even to think about what it means to to uh, compete with like you know, Milwaukee between Chicago and and is this a Midwest strategy that we want to see? Is this a U.S.? Are we are we in a global competition for talent? Uh, so anyway. You know, it's interesting to think about what you consider competition. Um, But we see the opportunity around around building regional talent networks uh, and talent that is effective at at creative problem solving, uh, knows the innovation process, has the entrepreneurial mindset. There's a real culture shift that comes along with all of that. And then making it easier for people that exist in those networks to connect. And so whether it is a high school student that is wondering, uh, which college do I go to, or is college even for me? If it's a college student thinking about, like, where the heck am I going to get my first job, or how do I get an internship work experience? Uh, or if it's a young professional, uh, a seasoned veteran professional, um, you know, the, the, the same questions are coming into these people's heads. Uh, what's next for me? What do I need to know in order to get there, and who can help me get there? And so we really consider those three questions as like the main mentality of people that we're going to be able to work with. Uh, And so to give them uh, the opportunity to explore and apply their skills, build their professional network, and experiment with creating new impactful things, uh, that is is what we're going to do. And that is that's going to be our what, that's going to be our why. uh, And when we do that at a regional level, you create a new Level of collaboration connectivity, um, and connectivity, and real like gravity towards towards an area. Uh, so we've started to do we've started to execute on that by offering uh, more programs, more custom experiences where uh, this talent and people that are asking themselves those questions have the opportunity to engage with one another and work with one another. Uh, we've been doing that across new geographies. So we have a Madison office. We're opening a Beloit office. I'm going to be in Green Bay, Sheboygan, Kenosha. This is turning into like a statewide strategy. Uh, and we just piloted our first program in Akron, Ohio, which is like a first step outside of big the state. Big move, man! Big move, that's right? Huge, that's huge. <laughs> I don't know where yeah, that came that's, from. That's but huge. Hey, Akron, that, like, no, it was amazing. Like one of our largest assumptions right now is that this program could find success without brand recognition and our relationships that we've spent a long time building. Without having those there, could this thing actually work? And so here we showed up in Akron, we found an amazing partner in an, uh, in an economic development group uh, in Northeast Ohio that was able to help us pull together a bunch of uh, uh, company partners as well as like all the universities in the Akron area and find students to engage with this. And I mean, we did it as a small pilot program just to test things out. but. Holy cow! Like it just blew us away, and mm-hmm. and there was such a level of new energy and uh, and and desire mm-hmm. and like honestly just like need for for more.
1: Um, and so we're excited to just see how we can blow that out of the water. Yeah, and do more. cool. And I think that you find that if you find a need in one city, that you're gonna find that same need in a different city. It's just yeah. about getting that traction. Getting that harvesting their first relationship to allow it to happen.
0: Yeah, and I mean, when you look at it at, at the at like the market research level, there are so many regions uh, in the in the Midwest and and elsewhere that have that density of schools within them, have that real kind of issue with talent retention. Uh, how do we get more of the students that we're training to stay here and do uh, great work in that area rather than being a talent exporter? Though, yeah. uh, that does not lead to economic growth. Um, to have, have great minds there for just a couple years yeah. and, and have it be like a transient, you know, constantly revolving door of, of talent does not really benefit a, a, a region's growth. Uh, so you need some stickiness to it. And for most students, it's just, I need to know who's out there. I need to meet some interesting people. I need to see myself uh, staying here and working here and having new challenges and growing here Uh, that's that's what they're looking for so we really try to just open up those eyes and we do it in a way that goes beyond just work and instead brings in that community and shows shows that type of life and I mean heck like brings in food from local food vendors rather than like your national chains and says hey there's a great event going on this weekend y'all should go to that and and when we show up, and there's you know half the class. You're like, this is this is it. They so need to I'll feel. See. They need to feel at home. They need to feel like it's a place where they can not just work and have success, but
1: like live and play and yeah. flourish. You know, For sure. yeah. you start building those bigger and bigger groups too. Just the connections just keep getting bigger and bigger. Everyone's got someone to connect somebody else to. Mm. So it's
0: it like a
2: be, sense of fluidity, you yeah, know, between yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We see a
1: significant
0: number of our alumni of our program coming back to be mentors within our program. That's been the main driver of our, our, our mentor networks. So we got over 550 local professionals in the Milwaukee area that are like on call to, to meet with people and, and, and help out and just say, here's how I got here. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you two will be getting an invite on April 2nd, Tuesday night. Uh, we'll have the Commons connect here at, at Ward 4. Uh, so we'll have a whole ton of our students as well as just people with interesting stories. Sure. ready to tell some of those stories and so we can generate some of those relationships
1: based off of that we'll look forward for to that that sounds like a lot of fun man yeah. awesome well, I appreciate everything you shared today man for real thanks, a lot, thanks a lot of a super good value provided and Joe's clearly a networking king so if anyone has any questions for Joe don't hesitate to reach out and can't wait to see what you're going
0: to do with the community. Yeah, I'm happy to connect with people. I'm happier to build a relationship
2: with them. Hundred percent. For sure. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you down, do right, right on. Relationship right on. first, man. You got to prioritize it. There it is. So yeah, I mean, we'll link out all of uh, Joe's social media connects out in the bio. So be sure to reach out if you have any questions for them. guys. Thank you. High fives all around. Awesome. Let's do this yeah, man. yeah. All right. Appreciate you, Joe. Take care. Adios. Thanks for tuning in.